This is an ABC podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, tyre fitters and baristas, dried fruit wholesalers and space researchers, Australian football codes have guided this great nation through its darkest hour. But now, with soul in the shorts, feeling in the feet and joy in the jumper, it's time to bump, it's time to thump, it's time to sink the slipper. Aussies, pull them up and pack on down for another blast of bludging on the blind side with the master of midfield mayhem, rampaging Roy Slaven, and the man who never lets them get away, H.G. Nielsen. Hook another lucky cod, H.G. Yes, TF much there. Cedric S. Ben Sump, A.O. torching the blindside blue paper once again. That's the power, the grunt, the poke and the passion of the Sumster camp in the Bludging on the Blindside soundproof booth at ABC Grandstand HQ. And breaking news at the top of the show from our charity partners, the Blinker Knights of Balaclava. They're helping out with the 2020 Whole of Hope project. This is something new. It's a new idea. The Whole of Hope. This time last week, I broke the news that I had dug up hope in the backyard. Tuesday, I went to the hole and dug up a whole lot more. A whole lot more hope, which is great news. Great news. Sadly, the demand for hope is now so great in the community, it has become difficult for me to administer hope so the Knights have stepped in to do the heavy lifting of parceling up hope and distributing it to anyone who needs it, as well as continuing their award-winning work. That's right, their award-winning work with the victims of the punt across the nation. If you need a load of hope, for God's sake, get in touch with Barbara Bob Basmati at the Knights HQ. The whole of hope, 2020, it's open for business now. Hollywood-bound tradies, job keepers, job seekers, welcome to Bludging on the Blind Side and Footy Season 2020 for another blast of boot. Buffs, right-thinking patriots, God talks to me, pilgrims, and mad football freaks. H.G. Nelson opening the Blind Side dig for another seven, seven. Can I just say it? I know I say it every week. What a week! What an incredible week! Look, to coin a phrase, it was a week of hope. It was a week of hope. Sure, last week was a week of hope. The PM got involved. Sooty down in Canberra, he got involved. But now that hope's spread around all over the place across the nation, I'm finding it in my backyard and I'm handing it out for free. It was a week when too much sport is barely enough. It was another great week, chock-a-box full of rugby league nuance. Nuance. And nuance this week ranges from coal mining in PNG to brawls in football in southern Sydney. It's an incredible distance and we'll be covering the whole lot. I mean, the Broncos, well, it's all nuanced there. Uh, the Obviously, and Russell's Rabbits, they made a big nuanced statement uh, Thursday night against the Eels. But blindsiders, last week we took a deep dive into the biggest story in football this century has ever seen when we covered the Mitch Robertson-Tom Lynch Twitter spat. Remember how big that was? How it consumed the nation for weeks? It was addressed in Parliament. Remember those words? Words like pelican, donut, baked bean... And Wanker were flung about willy-nilly. Well, this week there's an even bigger story in football, in AFL. After weeks and months of indecision in which the murderer tried to kill off the AFL, uh, well, the AFL Brains Trust has decided the granny will go ahead, as tipped on this very show, on Cox Plate Day, October the 24th. Count them, it's about 80 sleeps away. That's, a, that's an exaggeration. It'll seem like 80 sleeps, but it's about, well... 
Royal, count them up for us, about 24 and 30, that's uh, 54, and one, two, 56 sleeps away. Now, it's become official, but can I point out where? Six and five's 11. Don't get me started. (laughs) Can I point out where? The Bay Oval in South Australia where Glenelg play, they'd be terrific there. They have Tigers, obviously, Tigers. That'd be terrific to take it to the Bay Oval. Or the Thebiton Oval. I'm not sure how many people would be allowed in the Thebiton Oval in South Australia. I think they're great venues. Obviously, Wattsford Oval is available any time, night or day. We just don't know where. And can I point out what's the hold-up? What the hold-up? People want to know. They want to plan. They want to know if they can go. They want to buy tickets. They want to get in the caravan lockdown for a fortnight outside the venue. They want to be here, Eskimo Joe or whoever's going to play. What is the hold-up, murderer? Anyway, it's going to be the biggest day in Australian sport ever. The Granny and the Cox going head-to-head. Obviously, I believe the Valley, that is the home of the Cox, is still in the running. I mean, I, I haven't ruled out the Valley as we discussed and planned many years, well, many months ago now. Elsewhere, the murderer was at it, at it. This week, he sunk the dripping putty knife in his red right hand. Thanks very much, Nick Cave. Red right hand into the corpse of the barely breathing needful competition, whispering, Sayonara, sucker. I know that's sort of shouting it, but he said it more along these lines, Sayonara, sucker. How did you get away with it? He hides in plain sight where everyone can see him and no one suspects him. That's how. Aussies fired up by the promise of Australia. It's tremendous to have you with us as we prod forward once again through the solidly backed up stoolage of the week's sporting action. Remember to step up and have a go to get a go and if you've got something then get at the back of the queue for another go. There are a dozen Krispy Kremes and a 30 centimetre sausage roll, hot that is, hot sausage roll for everyone. All you have to do is ask now. Well, I'm super excited about this. It's an unprecedented level of excitement. Australians, to get the blindside barge away from the wharf, let's lock horns with a man who spent most of the week scouring the nation for caravans for the NRL grand final COVID-19 lockdown, October the 25th. And we'll be presenting a special edition, grand final edition of the show on that day. But he had time to put together a terrific blindside powerhouse roundtable coming up later in the show. COVID-19, as you know, has freed many stars from their regular gigs and this week we're lucky to have camped around the round table, Osher Gunsberg. He brings it all that masked singer experience. He knows Danny Minogue and Dave Hughes, people like that. He's got plenty to say. Scotty Cam's in uh, at, with a, well, he's got a stable table on his lap. I can see him from here. The Voronikers are spinning the lazy Susan and pushing the tramobile in through the double doors is Todd Woodbridge, who's going to get the shock of his life when he sees Mark Woodford camped on the island bench. Yes, the Woody's back together in the same room. It's a spring miracle. And they'll have so much to talk about topics. Well, there's so many. I can't wait to get the Voronika's early thoughts on the Cox. I'd love to know what Osher's final four in both the NRL and AFL is. And who wouldn't love to hear Scotty's thoughts on The Bachelor? And the Woodies, well, they can talk about anything as long as it's not tennis. The man who put the powerhouse round table together is rampaging Roy Slavin. Roy, can we get the bludging on the blindside bunny in motion simply by asking what highlights caught your restless eye this week? Funky dude. Yes. Thank you very, very much, uh, H.G. Nelson. It's been a... One of them weeks. Well, it's been an enlightening week, and I'll tell you why, H.G. I had uh, a little bit of work done on the uh, the backyard toilet uh-huh. this week. And just, I mean, nothing serious. Uh, it was just a little bit of... Uh, Overflow? 
No, no, a little bit of uh, what I call tuck pointing and a bit of rendering. Mm-hmm. That's that's all. Oh, that little bit of rendering bit, yeah. on the inside and a bit of tuck pointing on not the outside. Plumbing. No, 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 the plumbing's great. Yeah, plumbing's great. No, not a problem. Um, but, but the thing is, I, I received from the tradies who did the job, and they did a magnificent job. Mm-hmm. No criticism whatsoever of the work they did or uh, the remuneration that they insisted upon receiving. And that was fine. Uh, uh, No argument, none whatsoever. But what did disturb me, HG, is the report that they gave to me and the observation they made, and that is that none of our universities are researching or developing tradesmen's tools. Now, what? I know. I know, I know. Actually, you can't make this stuff up. <laughs> you can't. You can't. Now, they pointed out to me that clamping plier technology is at an absolute standstill. What? Clamping plier technology. The uh, socket spanner design is still living in the 1950s and um, the garden fork is still where it was in 4 BC. You cannot make this stuff up. I oh, know. That's amazing. The fork. I mean, I when, when are academics going to be brought to book? Mm. They've been getting away with doing nothing. I mean, sure, oh, we can talk about, you know, what Pliny AI. might have up to and AI and who wants a communications degree and who yeah. wants to, you know, write STEM. a book about yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, do we need, I mean, God almighty. Mm. Anyway. Anyway, I'll just leave that there yeah, no, because I've been thought. seething all week. I couldn't believe it. You couldn't sleep. Well, I haven't been able to sleep. Mm. Tossing and turning. Mm. I mean... <sighs> I know, I know. I mean, where do we start? Who determines the curricula here? Eh? Dan Tian. Wouldn't know a fork if it hit him. Don't get me started on Dan Tian. Now, is it possible... Can I just say one yes, thing, though? I'm yes. so glad... Minister Hunt isn't the Minister of Education. No. No, no, no. You you can see where I'm going. Yeah, I I can. I can. I can. What we need is what I'd call a strong man to walk it, barge in to the universities and actually bloody buttonhole a couple of these clowns that, you know, wear the bloody silly mortar and the bloody whatever they get up to, yeah, and pin them down. What are you teaching? How does it help a tradesman? Now, is it... <laughs> I questions, know, yeah, I know, I know. Now, is it possible that Tim Zoo is better than the old man? Yeah. Now, on what I saw, I'm saying yes. Mm-hmm. By golly, I liked what I saw. Mm. Who didn't? He had the sort of ruthlessness the old man never had. No, the old man was a pillow. Yeah, he was, he was, he was. Mm. I mean, he might have won a few belts, well, but at a time when, <laughs> I mean, you could pick up a belt anywhere. Uh, you had a couple, didn't I you? I did. Now, uh, Barry Michaels, whom I respect. listen to and respect enormously, mm-hmm. always have done, uh, Barry is calling for the fighting primary school teacher to hang up the gloves. And, uh, you know, I'm inclined to agree with Barry on this one. I think the fighting primary school teacher has probably done enough. He's done enough. One can't expect the, uh, you know, the bloke with the chalk in his hand to do any more, <laughs> to take any more punishment. I, I don't want to see it. I, I don't think kids want to see it. 
I don't think anyone wants to see it. And I know he's feeling, you know, I've left the teaching profession. Well, you haven't let the teaching profession down. You should be proud of what you did. I mean, how many teachers could take out, uh, say, uh, Manny Paquio? Yeah, good question. Eh? I'm telling you, one, and that's you, Horny. You did it. Just put the feet up, fella. Write your book. I'll read it. And I won't be alone. And I tell you what, you won't have to go to university to learn how to write it either because it's inside you, old fella. It's there. Just... Let it out. Ease it out. As you would if you were sitting in the backyard toilet. Now, uh, <laughs> Anthony Seapold. Now, he's heading into the bush, HG, for the quiet life. Mm-hmm. I can't blame him. I don't blame him at all. No. I mean, if I think I was Seabold, I'd be going to the bush too for the quiet life. Now, he's blaming former players for having agendas, and I think that's right. I don't think he was given a fair go. Uh, I, I think uh, we, need, uh, we need a strong man to uh, walk through, I think, into the Broncos' setup. Because at the moment it is embarrassing to all of Queensland, not only Queensland, but it's an embarrassment to the world what's going on at the Broncos at the moment. Now, there are rumours reaching me which I am prepared to consider. And the rumours reaching me are that uh, both Cam, that's uh, the immortal Cam, and uh, Bellamy, that's Bellyache, that's Craig, have been approached by the Broncos to come as a job lot, the dream team. Now, not only would uh, you'd have captain-coach positions, uh, but I'm led to believe that uh, Cam would also become the CEO. And senior referee. And senior referee. Oh, it goes without saying. Mm. And I think that would be a very, very good move in a positive direction. And I think uh, all those uh, who've been undermining the Broncos under uh, Anthony Seabold would come on board if uh, Cam was there. Now, uh, Sydney FC, HD, they're facing Melbourne City in the A-League yeah. Grand Final. What a year for Sydney. I know. Tonight. A dynasty. Yeah. I mean, Sydney FC is one of the great teams of the world at the moment. Mm. I mean, they could take on anyone. Mm. And, uh, you know, I've been making whispers, uh, overtures to see if they'd take on Juventus or someone like that. I, uh, I, and I think there'd be a lot of interest, international interest, should such an event be able to be managed. I know COVID makes these things difficult, but... Where there's a will, we just need someone, man of feather style, to, te- 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 to step up and make it happen. Now, uh, Ponting, um, that's former uh, Captain Ponting, he says, lack of leadership caused the ball tampering scandal and warns that the public will have to forgive young Smith before he returns to the captaincy role. Be cool. It's a big call, isn't it? Now, how we would organise this, how, how do we garner, how we feel the pulse on the what the Australian public feel about Stephen Smith back as captain? We'd have to have we'd have to have some sort of referendum. Mm-hmm. Uh, would have to be organised, you know. Um, and what would be acceptable? Fifty two percent say yes, we want him back. Well, that's not see. We'd have to say at least ninety percent would have to overwhelming. Be, uh, over, it would have to. And be would they have to be registered cricketers or just Australians? No, no, Australians. Australians. The public. So the if public. You're, if you're on the vote, yes. rolled or vote, yeah. you can have a go at this one. That's right. That's that's right. Mm. Now, what is? Tacit- would you allow punting on it? Yes, of course. Mm. Um, now, what is tacit to it, though? HG is that punting doesn't say whether he 
which way he would vote. No, he's very and what is yeah, what is tacit is that he doesn't think Stephen Smith's no. ready. Or should. Or should be ready yeah. because the public aren't ready yet to embrace him back as captain. Mm-hmm. Now, in very distressing news, Channel 7 has threatened to tear up the $450 million contract with Cricket Australia. Yeah, no, I saw this. Now, I don't know if there's any connection between the, you know, Smith coming back as potential captain and tearing up the $450 million contract. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a bit hard to read at this stage. There's a lot of smoke. There's obviously a fire. <laughs> But we don't know exactly where the fire is. Now, uh, in good news, HD, Jason Day, uh, our, our world champ, well, he's won a couple of things, Jason Day. We can't take that against him. Well, you know. Jason Day is seeking advice from the man they call Tiger Tiger Woods. Now, Jason's had a couple of back issues, and you might recall the man they call Tucker Tucker Woods has uh, had enormous back Back issues issues, ever since the incident where... The car? He was in the car and somebody was hitting the car with a golf club. Uh, Who was not a million miles from... He's living in the same house. Is that what you mean? Yes, I know, I know. Now, I don't know if that's caused Jason. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think Jason's back issues might be slightly different. But it is the same area. And uh, if anyone knows, you know, how to fix a buggered back, it's the man called Tucker Tucker Woods, whose back has been used more than most people's. Now, Usain Bolt, HG, speaking of celebrations, he celebrated his birthday this week, and we congratulate him on it, uh, but he celebrated the birthday with a ban on social distancing at his party. Now, the consequence is rather serious because now he's got COVID. Make of that what you will. Terps, Mytho, Bleach and Hand Sanitizer in equal parts. Try it. What have you got to lose? This is Bludging on the Blind Side. Uh, Roy, uh, the murderer, obviously uh, featured in my comments and uh, we've got a date. And now, as I asked, as I pleaded with, what's the hold-up with regard where? Any ideas? No. No, I don't know what I don't know what's going on. And it can't uh, be unless, that unless Sorry. the various venues are making bids. You know, maybe it's a, an auction that's that's happening. Okay, that seems to me the thing that's holding it up. Yeah. I mean, uh, obviously, people uh, realise that uh, they have the murderer in a corner for once in their lives. Yeah. As in, if it was say between the Gabba in Brisbane, yeah. Adelaide Oval, particularly enough in Adelaide yeah. Oval, yeah. Adelaide, and then of course Optus Oval in Perth. Yeah. Now these could be bidding against yeah, each other. There, there would be. And final bids may be a fair way off yet. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, the ante's being upped all the time. I noticed the West Australian uh, Premier HG is, uh, has uh, indicated that should uh, Western Australia get the grand final, that he will be giving the AFL teams in the grand final Class A status. They will not have to go into lockdown. Now, can I take it a step further? Mm. Would... Yeah. supporters of teams, let's say for the argument's sake it was <laughs> Richmond Tigers versus yes. Geelong Cats, yes. would supporters of those teams also be Class A? No. No. They, you... they, they would have to go over two weeks beforehand to get go into in lockdown in the caravans, yeah. Now, are you sensing any pro- – I know you're working with the NRL and not AFL isn't particularly your go. No. So, but are you sensing any problems with this? I mean, mm. uh, the, the problems emerge when, you know, you find people – 
jumping into the back of boots of cars, oh, being yes. smuggled across the border, yeah. or driving the long way round, etc. Yeah, 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 you know, yeah. or finding a crossing point that no one's police got a police unit at. Yeah, look, um, I, 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 th- I think there will be solutions found, HG, and I think the Australian Navy is going to be involved. My understanding is that, say, Richmond Tiger supporters would be put aboard the HMAS Canimbla and taken round to via the. Uh, the Great Australian Bight mm-hmm. to uh, Perth, where they would be offloaded into buses, into buses, straight into the straight ground, into the ground, straight into the caravans, um, where they would be uh, serviced in a means that is yet to be determined yet. And we're having the same problem with the rugby league, of course. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's all well and good to get people in the caravans, but then again, how do we service them? You know, who are going to be the frontline troops? Who are going to wear the you know personal protection stuff? And, uh, and take in the wheat picks uh, so and all of that. And bring yeah. out the detritus. And there'll the... be some who want to do their own cooking and others who want takeout and all of this sort of stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. there are lots of logistics to go through. Mm-hmm. You know. And are you uh, hopeful that, uh, I mean, obviously what would be a dream there if somehow Fremantle could, if it was, was in Perth, yes. somehow Fremantle could play uh, West Coast Eagles, which mm-hmm. would save a lot of problems. It would. And probably enable it to probably fill it up. Yes. Pretty close to full. Mm. And where are you, just generally, where are you with the borders? Are you comfortable with the where the borders are at and these almost fiefdoms that we've not seen in Australia no, before, no. especially when it comes to the pointy end of an AFL season? Yes. Because as I point out, there's money to be made here mm. and uh, quite mm. a lot of money in terms of gate receipts, television rights, of which these venues and hence state governments would yes. expect a fair wedge. Yes, they would. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Look, I, I don't know how many... Uh, uh, spectators will be allowed. And I don't know if this has been determined yet by any of the venues. I think they're waiting for leadership on this. Leadership, oh, right. And I don't know where the leadership is actually going to come from, whether mm-hmm. it's going to come from Minister. <laughs> it may well. Uh, he may be determining it. I- I'm not too right, sure, but I've heard nothing of... from nothing from him. Well, I I've heard th- no indication from him one way or the other. About numbers. About numbers, yeah. And he'd have venue sizes already worked out. Well, of course he would. He'd have a team working on this. Of course he would. I mean, the message just didn't get through to He would have models of each of the venues, Mm -hmm. you know, working out the logistics, you know, with... uh, uh, Chief know, medical officers. With with Lego and stuff like that, working it out. Lego characters. Yes. Yes, in the venue. Mm. Now, look, uh, I didn't want to get into this, but I've been forced to by pressure. Mm. Uh... I again come to the problems of the Channel 7 coverage of these games. Oh, yes. Headed up by BT. BT, yes. Uh, last night there was a very unedifying mm. display. Mm. I don't really want to go too much further into it, mm. but I, I'm now starting to think that BT's doing it just to get under our wick here at Bludging on the Blind Side. Really? It's personal, you think? It's personal. Yeah. It's completely personal. You know, like, I've never met the bloke. Yeah. But can I... D- yeah. Don't go the Verstappen route. No, I'm not. I, 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 don't you... <laughs> Why? Well, I you know why? Well, can I just say I'm almost to the point where I can't get a struck match between Brian Taylor and Verstappen. Ah. That's where it's got to with me. Whoa! I had no idea it got that bad. No. Do you know last night, mm. if I if I remember rightly, it was sort of I was drifting in and out of the game a bit because yes. there were other issues. Yep. Uh, but it appears that Luke Hodge had to tell Brian Taylor to shut up. No way. That's the professional coverage is Channel 7. That's the thing that's yeah. marketed to the world. Yep. This is our game. Mm. Sure, Luke Hodge isn't a household name in Vladivostok. I understand that. Mm. But to get a commentator, a boundary line commentator, yes. shouting at the main commentator, shut up, Brian! It gives you an idea of what the rest of the nation is thinking. <laughs> yes. 
Yes. Does Channel 7 have a, a view? Are they listening? Are they aware of what Brian's doing? Are they aware that Brian has dedicated this part of his life to getting up your nose specifically? I mean, it means nothing to me. It's water off a duck's back because, I, you know, I don't listen to the bloke. <laughs> I just turn the sound down and enjoy the game. Mm, fair. <laughs> no, I, look, I don't know why it is. I mean, I, I look, that, that mm. unfortunately, mm. I did adopt your policy last night. This has only come to me through pressure from people right. who feel as though yep. I'm able to influence Channel 7's use of Brian Taylor in coverage of football. I can't. Yeah. I can't. It's way no. beyond me. Yeah, I have a lot of sympathy for Channel 7 in this matter. No. I mean, look at the geese they've got working around him. Bruce. Yeah, Bruce. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lingy. Look, the only contact I've got with Channel 7 is, is Andy Kay, who did a fair bit of work with us during the Olympics he all did. those He's years ago. And I, I, almost professional. Well, very professional. And I think he might be uh, looking after the Adelaide, Adelaide end. Adelaide end of Channel 7. Mm-hmm. But with fingers in. Yeah, elsewhere. Elsewhere, as yeah. you'd expect, via, you know, Zoom and. Well, d- other the AFL various is means their top, of communication, their and, and he's bird. very professional. Now he's said nothing to me about Brian Taylor, mm-hmm. nothing at all. Not that I've raised the issue with him, I haven't. <laughs> but it hasn't come up. No call. No call. Mm. Now I don't know what we can do about this, but it, look, it, it, it's just mm. the meaning yes. to the code. I mean, you know how the rugby league has ridicule, yes, and uh, you know disrepute, yes. They're their key front and centre. They are. You know, KPIs. Yes, they are. You know, they're the things they aim for. That's their mission statement. We yep. don't have a ridicule. Well, this is exactly the reverse. Yeah. Well, this has got the murderer's dabs all over it as far as I'm concerned. Oh, he's trying just to say Just looking at it from a distance, yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, he must be chuckling every time BT says something really stupid. Australians, rugby league crime is at pandemic proportions. Referees and officials can't see everything, but together we can. If you see rugby league crime, then as an Australian, do your duty and report it to Bludging on the Blind Side. Text us on 0467 920 222. I mean, I have enormous sympathy for Channel 7 and their problem they got with cricket because basically at the start of the year they paid some millions of dollars. 450 million. Million for the rights to broadcast cricket and they thought they were going to get a tour, an Indian tour, Mm -hmm. uh, a first class, you know, obviously big bash game, I think, uh, an international big bash, uh, a a T20 cup. Sorry, that is big bash virtually Mm -hmm. um, and so on. And obviously a lot of bolt-ons as well. Yes. Now they're reduced to, as the uh, boss of Seven said today, he said, you've... Um, Who is that? Is that boss named H.G.? James Warburton. Oh, James Walton. Yes. yes. Now you have, you've got the um, Australian T20 and one day captain saying one thing, this is about the plans, you've got the coach saying another thing and you've got the BBL franchises talking about no international players or having more grade cricketers. Mm. I mean, he's, as he says, we could send the cameras down for free to telecast grade cricket. Yeah. Now, you see that okay. what they've been sold is a pup here, an enormous have, pup. Now, have. Cricket Australia, a busted ass organisation, got no money. Mm. They're forcing to, you know, slash wages and, you yeah. know, they can't even afford stumps. No. You know, so it's what they've got to do here is is that they've got to 
somehow come up with some sort of product that's going to satisfy seven. Well, understandably, seven are saying, well, you're not delivering what you promised. Yeah. But there's no details in the contracts, as I understand them, to exactly say that Steve Smith will play. Right. right. Have you got any sympathy for seven or do you think as though... Well, I do because they're not getting what they thought they were going exactly. to be getting. And you can't really blame... Cricket Australia are all that much because they're having to deal with the BCCI, which are a law under themselves. Correct. And run cricket. And run cricket. And uh, they are, you know, as we've mentioned before on this program, they are insisting through uh, Verit Kohli at least uh, that they want Class A status mm. when they come to Australia. They, they don't want to spend two, they, two weeks in a hotel. They in don't. Adelaide, in a yeah. bubble. In a bubble. They, they, get they, around. They, won't, they won't do it. They're modern people. They're very modern people. Very modern people. And this makes it very difficult for Cricket Australia. You know, in the in days gone by when you had a very sympathetic Prime Minister to cricket, mm-hmm. say with with John Howard who uh, loved his cricket. Or Bob Hawke. Or Bob Hawke yeah, great loved cricketers. his cricket. Yeah. There's, th- then India would have been naturally granted uh, Class A status mm-hmm. without, without question. Mm-hmm. But with the current mob, I'm a little bit uncertain. I don't know how serious the Prime Minister or indeed the Minister of Sport or indeed the Minister for Health, I don't know how serious they are about cricket at all. They appear to I've be heard nothing about. I haven't heard anything about cricket come out of their mouths. Now, look, in separate comments to yeah. News Corp, mm. the majority owner of Foxtel, the boss of Channel 7 slammed Cricket Australia as, quote, the most incompetent administration I've ever worked with. Good grief. In need of known some incompetent administrations, this bloke. I mean, look at the mirror. How does the murderer get away with it? The bludge is calling for a royal commission. This is Bludging on the Blind Side on ABC Radio. Yes, those who have ploughed their way through the contract say there's nothing in it, uh, the deal that refers to the quality of players on the ground in any given competition and that the broadcasters don't have a leg to stand on, but surely did... Surely there's got to well, be Well, we've got to think outside the box. Yeah. Now, now they how... said that bloke you know... Yes. yes. They've got their out-of-the-box guy. Mm-hmm. Now, I'd be suggesting, just for a start, just to put a toe in the water, we have a lot of Australian cricketers, okay? That, that's, our, that's our raw material. And we have a television broadcaster with broadcast time, okay? We've got a cast, we've got a venue to show whatever the show is going to be. Why not some sort of... Plate of origin. Soap opera? Yes, soap opera, yes. We know cricketers are very talented. They've yes. Got to, they've got other skills. Yes. Why not have a competition? Why not have <clears throat> players living together, uh, Big Brother style, for a start? Well, there's one show. You Where... have them cooking, uh, some sort of competition, competition yes. cooking. Yes. You get a judge in, someone who knows what they're talking about, mm-hmm. someone like Manu, who is on seven... Uh, as is Matt and Gary, mm-hmm. you could get them involved. You've got uh, a, a program like like Bachelor. Why not have, you know, a, a, a cricketer? Well, you know, obviously. Yes, mm. yes, yes. A spin-off show. Yes. No, no. Cricketer uh, wants a wife. Cricketer wants a wife. The cricketer wants a wife. Mm-hmm. Well, that's family viewing. People would love that. Oh, they would. They would. And or and some cricket's sort of lo- love, love Island. For the racier end. Yes, for the now, racier look, end. Can, some of your younger cricketers who are, you know, still putting it about a bit and still on the lookout. Disappear get, to Kangaroo Island. 
yeah, or Cayman Island or somewhere oh, like actually, that. Oh, actually, Cayman Island, yeah, luxury. Luxury, yeah, absolute not that not luxury. Not luxury in Kangaroo Island. And, and there are a lot of opportunities to develop relationships. You know, hello, uh, how are you? You know, you know, my, you know? My, my name's Sharon. Oh, g'day, I'm a cricketer. Oh, that's great. Yeah, what do you do? do you, what do you do? Uh, I, I don't do nothing, really. <laughs> Um, do you want to do something? Yeah, why don't we have a swim? Didn't you cut away and they're having a swim? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. easy. I mean, leave it yeah. up to the director. Leave it. I guess, thank you. Yeah. Now, look, can I point out the only other wriggle I'd add there would mm. be that the uh, players yes. that obviously have to be twenty-two, yep. well, maybe twenty-four, just in case. Right. Uh, you know. Now, <laughs> what happens is that yeah. the captain's selected, mm. and so and I don't want to, you know, obviously write it for them, but let's say yes. Steve Smith and. Uh, you know, uh, Payne, the current yeah, Tim, captain, yeah. Tim, Tim Payne was mm. selected as captains by the public. Yes. And they had pick one, pick two, pick one, pick oh, two. Oh, okay. Sort of selected their own team. Yes. And then that was all, that was the first, say, ODI. Yes. And then, well, it wouldn't be a one-day international, but you get to the drift yeah, yeah, under I mean, those rules. Sure. And yep. then uh, obviously the end of that, yep. that'd be a one-day Tim. Yes. Uh, and so on. So then you'd have 24 great players. Yes. I think Australia could find 24 great players who Easily. would be mixed and matched throughout the whole series. Yes. With votes accruing to, say, yep. you know, the yellow hats and the pink hats. Yeah, yep, 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 yep. I, I think that's, I mean, that's, that's all very, very gettable. Mm. And why not have Steve Smith read the news? People would love that. I Novel. Know. I know. Novel. Oh, look at this. Look who's reading the news. Uh. Hello, everyone. Things are not so good in Pakistan. Let's call You know what I mean? Oh, no. Right, it's itself. Well, of course. Yeah. It's all scripted. And next week it's the big show. Yeah. Or the next night. And here it's with the, the weather show. is Tim Payne. Tim, yeah. what's, what, what's, what have we got coming up? Yeah. Oh, well, we've got a high. We've got a high over the central Australia, Steve. And what the implications of that, we're going to have a lot, lot of rain. Oh, it means we can't play, mate. <laughs> got you there. Remember Dean Schiffer, 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 Litty, Jeremy Schloss, Charlie Saab, Matt Utai and Rod Slater, rugby league heroes never forgotten on Bludging on the Blind Side. Yes, and the first bit of the loot for the afternoon is, uh, well, it's the VHS of the Dream Week 1 and the Dream Week 2. We're running out of these, so if you're interested in this at all, now might be the time to get involved with the following stumper set by our quiz captain, Rampaging Roy Slavin. Uh, yeah, uh, Murray's been in touch. Oh, Murray, yes. Yeah, he says, has Cricket Australia added the murderer to their marketing team? <laughs> it looks like it, doesn't it? It certainly does. Mm. And someone else is suggesting, as she... Um, uh, BT, your mate, mm-hmm. uh, described the eagle's movement of the ball from one end of the ground to the other as sexy. Right. Steve from Brunswick has <clears throat> yeah, drawn well, that look, to uh, our uh, attention. Yeah, look. Uh, oh. mm. well, I don't know what I'm to not say. sure where he's calling it from, but it's uh, probably a hotel room somewhere. Yeah. And he's under the doona. Right. Okay. Less said the better. That's one for the psychiatrists to deal with. <laughs> now, the question, HG... Uh, For our prize is as follows. In what century did Garden Fork technology come to a standstill? In what century did Gardening Fork technology come to a standstill? The AFLW supports the Bathurst bid to become the motor racing capital of the Southern Hemisphere. This is Bludgeon on the Blind Side on ABC Radio. 
Who are we talking to, Roy? Uh, yeah, we're jo- going to be joined by uh, Ronnie from uh, Cairns, I think, HG. J- just before we do, yes. uh, Ian is wondering why uh, whether... Um, uh, dog racing could be involved with the cricket with this uh, program. Yes, I'm um, involved in. Yeah, what? And I think it's a great idea if each each cricketer has a dog to train, and then on the Friday night they each. Ra- you see what I mean? I know. Brilliant. Do you know what I was going to say? And this is holding yeah. up, Ronnie. What I'm interested in now, and this mm. comes from other work that I've been doing, yes. is reality live. Yeah. So at Wentworth Park, mm-hmm. you could have farmer wants a wife or cricketer wants a wife staged. Yes. On a say Monday night, mm-hmm. people would come and watch they whatever would. the harmless hijinks they get yeah, up yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, I'd love that. Nothing to do with. It's a bit like the theatre. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, a bit yeah, like theatre. Yeah, 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 perfect. Yeah, perfect. It would be perfect. I mean, well, the block would be great, or you know, um, married at first sight. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or cricketers demolish a house. Cross code work. Yes. Could cricketers cook? Yeah. Can, can cricketers, cricketers cook? cook? Oh, I mean, can they? Oh, I mean. This is Channel 7, I mean. Cricketers with trades. This week, brickies. Did you know Tim Payne can, you know what yeah, I mean. Pat Cummins can. Yes. Yeah. Best of blocks, he's <clears> go. That's it. Now, who are we talking now, to? <clears throat> we're joined by Ronnie from Cairns. How are you, Ronnie? Hello, fellas. Now, uh, Ronnie, you're, you're not far from Port Douglas. You didn't happen to see Peter Foster get uh, bagged, did you? I... Uh, I might have spotted him in transit. Whoa. Really? What was uh, was he at the markets or something? Was he? He was at Rusty's. At yeah. Rusty's markets. Do you know what he was getting? Some tea. Um, shallots. Shallots. Right. Wow. And was he a popular identity in the area before he got you know nabbed by the uh, you know wallopers? No. 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 You, not you at did, all. You didn't know he was there. It was. Um. Well. Yeah. No. It didn't I wasn't make the newspaper. Him. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, no, not until he was nabbed. Right. Right. So what you're suggesting, Ronnie, is that he blended in. He did, yes, yeah. very well. <laughs> yeah. Well, I suppose the key to blending in in cans is if you're at his age, just to grow the hair a bit and maybe get some beads. Get some beads, yes. And a yeah, and a plaited beard. Thank you. Ah, yes. Plaited beard. You can read. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> I must remember that. Yeah. The plaited beard. That's Just a, a the blend in, <laughs> right in. <laughs> now, do you get to the uh, markets much yourself, Ronnie? Actually, was there this morning. Oh, oh. what? Did you pick up a cup of coffee? No, no, I didn't. I um, just picked up some fruit and veg. Right. Right. Okay. And was it well attended today? It was. Actually, yeah, yeah. Uh, a few more locals getting out and about. Yeah, and and uh, as I know, it's difficult times because of obviously COVID and so on. Is it as many stallholders plying their trade as normal? Yes, oh, yes. That's good. That's yeah. good. Fortunately, yeah. yeah, yep, they're um, up and running again as um, in full strength. So it's good yeah. to see. And yeah. cans, uh, obviously, there'd be quite a lot of produce from your area would be sold there. Is that the way it works? Yes, from the tablelands mainly. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Look, I think a lot of uh, local produce goes into Rusty's markets. HG, oh, right. it's, it's it always, does. No, yes. it's always first class, mm-hmm. and uh, you get a terrific deal. Uh, say on Sundays, just before they close down, they're almost giving close stuff away. The business, yes. That's yes. that's the time when I'd be, you know. Slinking around with Peter Foster. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Looking down. And actually, that's when the restaurateurs come in. Well, for of course. Ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You really snap up a lot of 
I mean, you can get, you know, four or five kilos of tomatoes, for example. For, for about, a dollar. For about, or oh, less. For a dollar, yes. <laughs> now. And the celery. Oh, the, oh, celery. the celery? Yeah. They, they, they give you celery with whatever you buy. Yes. On yeah, Sundays. Like as, a, as a token gift, yeah. <laughs> now, am I right in thinking that uh, a couple of AFL teams struggled all the way to Cairns, or is that still to come? It's still to be played, but I yes. think it's the Dockers and the Swans yep, uh, right. first on the grab. Right. Okay. And this oval at where Kazali's. it's... At Kazali's. At Now, this yes. oval, what's, what's, have you been to that for other events? Cricket, oh, funnily cricket. enough. Cricket. And to see Elton John in oh, concert. Oh, right. And how did you go with it as a venue for sport and music for that matter? Fantastic. Oh, good. Yeah, I'm good. Yep, good. yep. Did you have a good uh, seat for the Elton John concert? Oh, you know what? I was actually standing outside. Yeah. And uh, the sound was as good as I've ever heard. It was a great <laughs> venue. Yep. Um, but I was actually outside the fence yep. and the crowd pulled down the, the what fence. do you call it? The, the, yeah, the, no, well, the no, barrier. not the fence. The barrier, the, the plastic barrier. Yep. So we could see everything. Ah. So it was fantastic. Isn't that so great that's value? It, <laughs> it was great value. <laughs> that's it's sort of like closing time at uh, the market. Yeah. Now. Um, did, is that a tip you'd pass on, say, I don't know who else might be coming to... Uh, well, all you need is one mate to go in and, and pull the barrier down. <laughs> and you're away. And, and you're away. Yeah. Exactly. And I did the same for Jimmy Barnes at Munro Martin Park. Well, you had someone go in and tear the barrier down? No, they didn't Didn't have a barrier. I just stood right. outside the fence and watched. <laughs> and you're telling me that the sound is better outside the venue than in the venue? Um, uh, probably the same. Yeah, well, probably the same. But, Fair enough. Yeah. You know, cheaper. Cheaper. Oh, yeah, 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 much better value. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, the, uh, let Roy sit out the question, have a swing at it. Now, the question, Ronnie, is uh, in what century did the Garden Fork technology come to a standstill? I believe it was 4 BC. <laughs> Absolutely right, Ronnie. The uh, VHSs of the Dream Week 1 and Week 2, all the action from the Sydney Olympics as caught on the Dream. Uh, we'll get them to you in the mail as soon as we can. And uh, thanks very much for being part of Bludging on the Blind Side. Bye now. The murderer knows people. People like Scott Cam, Shotgun McKenzie, Peter Evans and Max Verstappen. Join the dots, Australia. This is Bludging on the Blind Side on ABC Radio. Uh, Someone's uh, suggesting here, yes. actually, that uh, Matty Hayden is all over the cooking thing and he could host the cooking show for cricketers. Well, I, I think that's Didn't he have excellent... a barbecue book out at some stage? I'm sure he did. I'm sure he did. Yeah. And, you know, uh, look, I've got to say is that cricketers doing amazing things. I mean, I'm not against, you know, that somehow cricketers being the only contestants on Plate of Origin. I know we, we, oh, there is a yeah, story yeah, about yeah. R- relatives of mm. uh, the Count. Oh, Minicello. Yeah. Might be lining up to well, be Well, his mum and sister are part of the show that starts tomorrow night. That's right. Plate of Origin. Plate of Origin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've got to say is, is that, that that's the one that Manu, I haven't seen it. Yeah, Manu, Manu's yeah, Manu, part of it, yeah, yeah with, with, with the, the cravat man. Without the cravat. I know, that's what I mean. Yeah, big, that's your talking point. I know. <laughs> How much do you reckon we'll get out of that next week? <laughs> now, uh, the other thing, of course, is is that um, 
I've uh, got to say is the width and uh, interest in uh, rugby league is just amazing. Coming mm. to that, uh, you know, the Minicello is being involved. Yes. Um, obviously, the mum has an Instagram page, Mother Teresa's Kitchen, given that her name is Teresa, right. uh, has no has a huge following, had no idea about the show. Mum didn't know I had ended us. That's um, uh, the that mum the sister and talking? The sister talking, yeah. Well, she Michelle, ended, mum, Michelle. ended mum and herself without telling mum. Correct. Mum didn't know I'd entered this and Whoa. I didn't think anything of it. But the next minute we got a call back, as you would, yeah. why would you go in it? That they were on the show. <laughs> Mum probably wouldn't have done it without me pushing. Mum's experience in the kitchen and having cooked since she was the kid gives us an edge. Right. And Minicello, that's Anthony, has no doubt who will win, revealing his mum's culinary skill, almost saw him become a chef. Rather Not than a, a rugby league player. That is just incredible. Isn't, isn't I mean, that incredible? A cigarette paper yes. between – and he played for Australia. He did. He played state of origin and he for did. Australia. He a did. A great player. A very good player. One can only imagine what he's like in the kitchen. The World Boxing Federation is committed to the development of the quantum computer, supports astronomy and believes in rational debate. No other sport has made such commitments. This is Bludging on the Blind Side on ABC Radio. And if you want to get involved with the show, uh, text number 0467920222. That's 0467920222. Or old school, RoyNHG at abc.net.au. RoyNHG at abc.net.au. And the following have, Roy. Uh, yes. Um, now, who's been in touch, Edgy? This has come from uh, Janet, who's uh, our 11ist. Yes, yeah. oh, very, very keen 11 A Very keen 11 yeah, uh, Fully who, ticketed. Yes, who was a little bit dirty with us there for a little while, but I think we're back in the good books. Right, because we're not 11 Because we're not 11 Now, she says the plot thickens. Uh, Todd Woodbridge has entered a new contest, but this match has nothing to do with tennis. A portrait of Todd is among the entrants for this year's Archibald Prize. Uh, our goal, I think, would be if we can get through to the finals, that would be sensational, said Todd. Now, Hang on. Alana O'Hearn, uh, a one-time caddy for her professional golfing husband, Nick O'Hearn. She dragged the bag for Nick O'Hearn. Yeah, the big O. Now, uh, she's a long-time friend of Todd, is the artist. She's done the painting. Right. Uh, and Todd says, uh, quote, I love the way that she captures me holding a glass of wine because, in fact, it looks exactly like the way I would hold my racket. Oh, rubbish, Todd says. I see something that's constantly... Th- I see somebody that's constantly thinking and judging themselves with, within that painting. The green in the painting reflects Wimbledon and the blue, all the hard courts I've played on. <laughs> Did you make that up? No. Is it quotation the marks quotes are there. It's there. And now, uh, if you have a look at the painting, HG, he, he uh, is holding the glass confidently, isn't he? He is, like he might have racked Yes. And um, well, That's uh, wonderful. I know it doesn't make great radio, but uh, people might be able to source it somewhere. Just Google Todd Woodbridge painting, Alana. Archibald. Start with the, the big O. Do you know what worries me about this, though? It mm-hmm. sends a very bad message about the Archibald. Remember, I've been big on the Archibald yeah. doing something with rugby league. Oh, yes, yes, you know yes, I mean? yes, this yes, is yes. A very, to when Ed tennis. Capon was looking after it, uh, Eddie we Capen. had many a, a meeting uh, with Ed about, about rugby, league. rugby league, getting more rugby league players painting and more rugby league pay- players painting <laughs> rugby league players. And more rugby league players painting rugby league players and entering them in the Archibald. In the Archibald, exactly. 
you know, and yet, you know, he's gone and, yes. you know, very sad for the gallery and now yep. all of a sudden tennis players are in there. Mm. I mean, he said they could be part of exactly. it. Exactly. Now, this has come from uh, Trisha. She says, uh, gentlemen, uh, I am a simple woman from Canberra with something interesting to report on the Cult of Eleven, which connects me to none other than S.K. Warren. S.K. Warren. Who, in September 2014, tweeted about Eleven. It chilled me because this exact phenomenon has been the unanswered question of my life for the past 20 years. Unlike Warney, I've not played cricket for Australia and have no reason uh, to be preoccupied with the first Eleven. Now, the tweet (laughs) from Shane reads... This is Shane Warne speaking. Why do I always read 1111 on my phone? What does it mean? Does this happen to any of you? It's so weird. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. She says, your thoughts, please. Well, we're absolutely baffled, Tricia. Absolutely baffled. But this this business is... Taking off. It's taking off. Yeah. It's absolutely taking off. It was there... It just needed a little bit of a tweak from someone. Yes. And luckily we were the elevenists at hand. Yeah, we were. That's baffling from Shane's phone, though. That, that I would report that to Telstra. I would rep- yeah, I or, would you too. Know, to Vodafone or whatever. Mm. Now, Michael's been in touch. He says, after listening to last week's show, I thought to myself, there'll be more protocol breaches this week. You can bet on it. But then I realised you can't. <laughs> Are we missing an opportunity here? Sure, the online bookmakers could frame markets on protocol breaches. Of course they could. We could have the club or player who commits the first breach, number of breaches between rounds, time of the first breach and location. Example, Western Australia at $2.10. Then there's the same breach multi. Here you could combine some of the above. Maybe even add the add in the dollar value of total fines. And finally, the Holy Grail, a head-to-head. Here's where you can bet on the NRL versus the AFL on which code will commit the most number of breaches over the week. Excellent. For years, we've sought for ways to put the two codes up against each other and now we have it. <laughs> Isn't that brilliant? I don't see this bringing the game into disrepute or ridicule. I think we should view it as the opportunity it really is. Have you got any ideas of how to improve the fork? <laughs> He doesn't say. Now, Greg's been in touch. Mm-hmm. He says, uh, dear gentlemen, Anton LeVay, founder of the Church of Satan in the USA. Oh, yeah. That you bloke. would have seen the doco. Yeah, I know. That doco is yeah. incredible. Now, he was born on what day? Uh, 11th of the 11th. April the 11th, 1930. And Church Satan is 11 letters. Uh, by the way, those waiting to join the local branch of the Cult of Eleven on the Gold Coast, I'm told there is a new clubhouse. It's Sebus Stadium, 11 letters. Apparently they meet at 11pm on the 11th of each month. This 11ism is doing my head in. It is everywhere, he says. Now, speaking of doing head in. Yes, microdosing. <laughs> James has been in touch. He describes himself as a Raider supporter. Oh, yeah. Everybody's got a problem. Everyone does have a problem. Now, he says, gentlemen, I'm hoping you can help me through a difficult conundrum. Mm -hmm. It stems from your insightful discussion last week, that'd be the week before last, on what it really means to be a job seeker in the context of rugby league, namely to be the person in need of a good jobbing because of their on-field misdemeanours. But reflecting on your comments caused me mental conniptions and some considerable loss of sleep as I wrestled with the implications. A job seeker in this context, is a wrongdoer, a grub, a player whose actions invite retribution, 
And wouldn't each self-respecting rugby league team have a designated hard man whose role it would be to mete out that retribution to provide the aforementioned jobbing? And wouldn't the title of that hard man quite rightly be Job Keeper? I can just imagine in the heat of battle the comment made in a coarse, no-nonsense voice, G'day, sunshine, I'm the job keeper, and then doof, and the job seeker has his head off to the blood bin. But herein lies the paradox. Yes? Isn't it all just a matter of your frame of reference? I mean, one team's job keeper is the opposition team's job seeker or grub which raises the intriguing possibility of a hard man being simultaneously both a job keeper and a job seeker. Mm -hmm. And wouldn't that enable the said hard man with twin titles to double dip into two different government buckets of funding support in these troubled times? And and is this superior entitlement what it means to be truly Class A? And ipso facto, are all hard men of league Class A citizens? In exploring these issues, you've opened a Pandora's box of nuanced Rugby league philosophy, and it's doing my head in. Yeah, but that's the thing about rugby league. Nobody mm. said it was a paradox-free game. No. It's paradox... It's paradox city. It's paradox city. Yeah, Isn't it's it? late. And that's what paradox. we love about it. Indeed. If you are a genuine person of faith and love rugby league, what can you do? Just believe. HG... Now, uh, Roy, just before we go on, uh, it's been pointed out to me that Matty Hayden, yeah. former opening bat, yep. very successful opening bat. Well, for Matt Australia. the Bat, they called him there for a while. They didn't did. They? Remember mm. how he had a boat safety campaign? He did. And he would appear with, uh, you know, obviously uh, life preservers around yes, him. Yes. And he, I think it was, he won uh, best ad. Best public service announcement ad in the Queensland area at one point. This is going back many, many years. Uh, He's got a cooking podcast coming up on ABC Radio. Is that right? I'm not sure if it's on yet, but I think it's pretty soon. It's being made at the moment. Yeah, right. A cooking podcast. Matt tells you how to do it. I think it's called Dishy. (laughs) Dishy. Well, I don't know how Dishy Dowling's going to feel about that. Pissed off by he that. W- well, he would. Because they'd nicked his name. Yeah. He, he had trademarks on Dishhead Dowling. Mm-hmm. And Dishhead, Dishy Dowling. Yeah, Dishy Dowling, uh, who might be, uh, is he still going, is he still with Clive Palmer? Is he I think still so, yeah, he's still uh, going to sta- stand oh, okay. for uh, yeah, state good. parliament with right. uh, Clive's lot. Yep. Uh, now, you had a couple of texts you wanted to Yeah, they've to. disappeared, HG. Someone's taken them away. Oh, that's always the way with yeah, texts. Yeah. Oh, no, well, uh, now someone. Uh, Craig has pointed out, HG, he says, number 11 in rug, Rugby League is the second rower. Second rower is 11 letters. Coincidence? I think not, says Craig. And uh, Ringo has pointed out, HG, doing head in 11 letters. Oh, no, that's tremendous, isn't it? Uh, now, look, people worry about Rugby League nuance, so we mm-hmm. don't hear, obviously, at the blind side, mm-hmm. but get wrap your head around this. Mm-hmm. Rugby league legend Darren Lockyer has been caught up in a bitter dispute over plans by an Australian company to develop Papua New Guinea's first coal mine and coal-powered power plant. Well, hang on. This is doing my head in. Darren Lockyer, Papua New Guinea, coal, coal. mining. Now, <laughs> Join well, the dots. Yeah, <laughs> Lockyer is a front man for the, and the head of business affairs. Odd, odd head of business de- affairs? Job's description. For whom? Well, a coal mining firm. 
of the mining company Mayer Resources, oh, which yeah. is trying to develop a number of mines in PNG along with a coal-fired power station. A number of mines? Right. Uh, PNG government says Mayer is bringing jobs, revenue and prosperity to the country. In a statement to the ASX mm. by Mayer PNG Mining Minister, uh, Johnson Tuke mm. said the 20-year deal for the Mayer mine, uh, to mine limestone north of the capital of Port Moresby would bring an additional source of mining, manufacturing, export revenue will be most welcome by PNG government. But the PNG community leaders are furious, claiming the company is trying to brainwash the community into supporting the project by sending Lockyer to lobby for support in the League-obsessed nation. Right. It's, uh, it's a claim the former Bronco rejects. Many of the locals that receive me do it with open arms as Mayor and I are genuinely there yeah. to create better lives for people in PNG and bring our first world development standards with us. Well, now, that's fair enough. Nuance. I yeah, rest yeah, my yeah, case. yeah, I, I, do, I do too. Look, I don't think Lockie's having anything to do with rugby league has got anything to do with him as part of this mining firm. I think he's just had a genuine interest over the years in mining. And I feel sure that when, uh, say, the kangaroos would have gone to Port Moresby to, to, play, the to play the Kummels, that Lockie would have been the first bloke to get up in the front of the bus and keep an eye out just to see what is happening in the land landscape. Now, he would have spotted that limestone. You and I would look at limestone and think, oh, there yeah. might be one or two fossils in that. Not Lockie. Lockie sees ways of digging it up and doing something with it in a way that we couldn't conceive. Mm -hmm. Ditto with coal. He's obviously seen a bit of bituminous or something poking its head out somewhere behind a tree. He's obviously stopped the bus. Yeah. Excuse me, blokes. Taken the uh, prospector's hammer that he carries with him at all, all times. Had a bit of a fiddle around. Seen the coal and thought, well, hello. Why isn't this burning somewhere? <laughs> now... Can I come to the other issues here? Mm. Business affairs, mm. business affairs and front man. I yep. understand the front man. Hello, everyone. Kids today, mm. we got Darren Lockyer and cheers all round. We got who? Yeah, exactly. Thanks very much. That was right. the excitement I was looking for <laughs> from the kids. Now, he's going to talk to us not about rugby league. Yeah. Oh. Exactly. Slummits. But he's going yeah. to talk about mining and what oh. it's going to do for Port Moresby. Right. Now, the other thing is business affairs. That's the bit that worries me. I can mm. understand that you can mm. largely get away with, you know, what would an intuitive feel for rocks. Yes. He would have been shown a few in a museum maybe. He's hit a few. Yep. He knows what he's looking for. Yep. He's found some big deposits already. Yes. But then business affairs requires discipline and, Well, hang you know. on. She's on the board of the Broncos. Ah, fair. And look how they're going. I think he was... Uh, part of the Seabol contract and what happened there. Right. I think so he was part of the selection committee who determined what the playing list was going to be. Who said... I think Lockie's got his dabs all over it and Papua New Guinea be looking at... That word. ...the Broncos and thinking, well, hang on, what's happening here? If we can apply the same standards to cull, we'll have it burning in no time. Could multinationals own NRL teams? Imagine a top four in 2022 featuring the Tesla Rabbits, the Amazon Eels, the Facebook Tigers and the Huawei Broncos. Rugby League, it's a funny old game and nothing would surprise bludging on the blind side. Now, Roy, a nuance uh, has come to the southern part of Sydney. I may have mentioned this in my opening comments. Mm -hmm. Two junior league teams have been kicked out of the competition following a wild brawl that split, uh, on, spilt onto the, and split the, obviously onto the sidelines in another ugly incident at local sporting fields. Now, well, ugly to whom? Exactly. <clears throat> 
See, <laughs> were they going, bringing the game into disrepute or yeah. ridicule? I doubt it. Let me go on. Now, the Cronulla Sutherland Junior Rugby League teams of the Como Genelli uh, and Engadine Dragons mm-hmm. have been banned from competing in the Emerging Cup, a tournament that targets the under-20 players following incidents on August the 2nd. Mm. The brawl follows a sickening trend in sporting uh, matches across the state that has seen, and then they, they list a number of very unsavoury incidents. Now, the New South Wales Rugby League has a zero tolerance policy for any violence on or off the field mm. this season and its tough punishments resulted in the season-long bans for Como Janali and Ingerdine. Come on, Como! Get up, today, Etc. You know, you're going to see it here. The passion. Passion. Mm. Now, NS... NSWRL chief executive did not shy away from the crackdown. The NSRL has zero tolerance for any behaviour that threatens the safety of participants, officials, spectators involved in junior sport who should be able to expect to play and or attend and enjoy community sport without any concerns or fears. We make no apology for taking a strong stance and standing down two teams involved in the incidents for the remainder of the season. Mm. Now, we get to the difficult part. Mm. Video footage of the incident shows players rushing off the field and down a slope to continue the melee in the 50 Third minute, uh, the match was being headed led at the time by Engadine, thirty-two to four. Right. Bystanders swarm the players, but do not get involved as officials rush to calm the situation. Mm. The referee abandons the game immediately. Teams were banned on August the fourteenth and have till the tw- had till the twenty-first to appeal. Now, the Cronulla Sutherland chairman Nathan Moore supported the clubs and lobbied the NSWRL for a softer punishment. I was very disappointed in the outcome, Mr. War said exclusively to the blind side. I'm fully understanding that when you look at the situation on the video, it's not a pretty incident, but it's not a violent incident. I'm just really disappointed for the players. Right. I have to respect... Why wasn't it violent if the stink wasn't described as a stink went down the gully and Into off it, the paddock? Yeah, I think what happened was that no of the adults who could hit a bit harder than the kids oh, got right. involved. Now, I have respect for the process and the decision. I understand the process. We do everything we can to ensure the competition is viable. Mr. War, no relation to obviously the twins, hmm. uh, said no player was suspended for the incident, allowing them to play in other age groups. Right. Do you get the drift yeah, here? The problem? Yeah, yeah. They're old clubs, so they got to go and play in other age groups. The Emerging Cup is a relatively new competition that was started by Mr. War hmm. and involves teams from across the Sutherland Shire and St. George districts. The expulsion of the two teams leaves just four remaining. Right. Oh, well, four. All right. Yeah, true. You know, at least there's no buy. Yeah, <laughs> that's your big plus there. Yeah. Correspondence seen by bludging on the blind side canvasses the idea of withdrawing teams from the NSWRL mm. competition to start an in-house breakaway tournament. But that's since been squashed. Right. Or quashed, should I say. Yeah. The incident comes as administrators try to keep matches being played despite widespread, obviously, COVID problems. Yeah. Now, nuance. Yeah. See, I'm yeah. not sure. The things that disappoint me about this, they mm. banned the teams. Yeah. So all the kids. Wrong. Exactly That's wrong. wrong. Dead wrong. wrong. Dead wrong. Should have kept it going somehow you to know, allow the clubs when to find more people. When I hear of games erupting in junior rugby league, mm-hmm. I actually, it gladdens me because it tells me something. It tells me passion. Passion. I know, passion. People still have and it. Passion, HG. I mean, you can't buy it. You can't buy it. Yeah, people you can't think you teach can. it. No, no, you can't. You can't. No, attack and is once you get when you get a kid with passion, mm-hmm. you've got to feed that 
encourage it, mm-hmm. do whatever you can mm-hmm. to keep it to keep that passion bubbling. I know, bubbling. That's what we want in yeah. in our in our young rugby league players. Yeah. We see that week after week at we do. television. We do. And can I just come to another point though? Yes. My problem is it's an emerging competition. Yes. Do you know, yeah, emerging. Yeah, I know. It's not as though they're fully formed. People or anything are feeling like each exactly. other out. Exactly. Trying to work out how to play yes. the game. Engadine, what are they like? What's yeah, what, you yeah, know? That's right. Janelle Como. Yeah. We've heard how all about them. Big do, raps. How do they react to a little bit of tap? <laughs> you know, well, now we know. Yeah, yeah. But I like it. it. <laughs> yeah. And again, though, we See, can't... I think the NRS, the New South Wales Rugby League, should have got both teams, sat them down and said, look. Yes. What's we admire the passion. Yeah. We're not going to punish you this time. Yeah. But wave the finger a little bit with mm-hmm. a wink, mm-hmm. you know, should this go on any further, there might be serious consequences. You know, you've got your whole lives to live. Whole lives You're an emerging you. talent, all yes. of you. You've got a chance to There's play. There's no reason why one of you in this room could not Captain be captaining Australia. Australia and leading a delegation to Papua New Guinea looking for coal. The Blind Side respects freedom of speech and encourages all Australians to join in the national conversation by texting us on 0467 920 2. And Blindside supports the federal government's rugby league freedom of expression legislation. That text number again, 0467 920 2. Now, Eels enforcer Kane Evans, this is another nuanced story, yeah. contends accusations his side stay down for crusher tackle penalties are simply the result of opposition teams being salty when they lose. Oh. Now, this term salty when they lose. Salty? Uh, t- tearful, is that it? Yeah, I assume so. You know, yeah. sort of, you know, bit of salt in the wound. Yeah, yeah. Rubbed the wrong way. Uh, okay. <laughs> And Mitchell Moses, mm. ill half, mm. uh, would like to see any members of the media who believe they're playing for penalties put themselves in similar precarious positions. Mm. Now, I assume that Roy Masters or somebody like that's been writing about how these players shouldn't be staying down. Yeah. But honestly, if you put Roy Masters in one of the, in a, in a crush attack, he's going to stay him. down. He would. He would stay down <laughs> yeah. forever. Yeah. Now, the Eels were beneficiaries of several crusher tackle penalties from a referee Cummins. Mm. On Thursday, now that was the day they pl- oh, that was the match or, or your follow out, fallout from the match uh, Eels v Storm, I think, not right. the Eels v Rabbits. Yeah, yeah. Well, the Storm it. were that, that was a different Storm out there that day. That was the that the, was your Lee Crook Storm. It was. It was the Thugs. The Thugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They they hadn't played much rugby league. A lot of those no. blokes. They just uh, they looked at some tapes. Found, found them as they were driving the bus around town. They were yeah. breaking the COVID. You know. <laughs> And they showed him the Janelli Como versus. Yes, that's no, right. The, that's right, Ingadine. Yeah, and uh, they liked what they saw. And said, <laughs> we can do that. Now, so beneficiary of uh, crushed tackle penalties from uh, Ben Cummins, mm. uh, forcing Brad Arthur, coach, to defend the players' poach match. Uh, Evans was having, uh, wasn't having any talk of the players diving when he spoke to reporters yesterday. Um, now, this is Kane Evans, back to Kane Evans, the uh, the enforcer. I didn't realise he had that role. No, nor did I. I had no Kane idea. Kane Evans, God. enforcer. No, all of a sudden, be right. When did he earn that ticket? No wonder they got bashed up by South <laughs> last night so easily. <laughs> <laughs> if they were like, oh, poor old Kane to 
Look, teams are going to be solely when they lose. End of the day, it's all about who wins the footy game. And if teams want to complain about people milking, they're just angry they didn't win. Mm. We'll continue to play the way we like. Sadly, on the most recent outing against the Rabbits, they yep. didn't play like anybody liked. No, they didn't. Even them, I they, bet. They didn't want to be there. They, no, looked, they, they, looked, uh, they were covered in salt, weren't they? <laughs> Right from the start. Right from the start. They sold it in and sold, sold it about and <laughs> sold, it sold it off at the end. Now, NRL's head of football, Graham Annesley, has slammed players allegedly milking penalties amid the crackdown on crusher tackles. Well, hang on a minute. Oh. This is a bit weird. Yeah. Um, advising those who feigned injury in round 15 to take a serious look at their objectives. Crusher tackles are up 50% this season. Mm. And uh, harsher judiciary penalties for offence were introduced last week, but with crackdown came an increase in the number of players grasping at the back of their necks before jumping to their feet uh, after a penalty was blown. Annesley issued a verbal warning to all players. Our players are better than that. They're doing a great disservice not only when they own to their own reputation but to every other player that plays the game. Whoa. That's a big call, isn't it? I mean, hang on. <clears throat> is some player who goes down under a crusher tackle, mm. say, in the Rabbits-Eels match, how is he affecting Josh Papali? He's not. He's not. I mean, this is irrational, isn't it? Irrational. This is bringing the game into disrepute. Into disrepute. And he's the bloke who sets the rule. Yeah, he should be. Now, Annesley said the NRL would undertake a full review into the rise of crusher tackles at the end of the season. Now, uh-huh. I've been watching the game and I take that uh, match that we've referenced already, the uh, Storm v Eels, and I made mention of this last week, What's six again all about? Yeah. See, I, yeah. It's, well, it's I understand. Play, to... Look, players are going to get frustrated because the six again <clears> comes <throat> out of nowhere. It does. No reason. Is it to do with the crusher tackles? No, I don't think so. It's it's whether you're whether you're just standing no, no, in the stand... right place and the play the ball, and, or you, if you're holding oh, the players down, or too you're long. holding players down too long. Now, now, someone has pointed out actually an interesting fact here that uh, Josh uh, Morris. Uh, is a tenner and uh, Brett Morris is an 11. Yeah, well, it says how it does that work? Tells you a lot. Well, I think Brett might have scored more tries than Josh. I reckon that's true. I'd have to go to the book. Yeah, I'd have to go to the book last night. They've been in- they played very well last night, yeah. didn't they? Not that they had much opposition, they didn't. They just had, <laughs> you know, a couple of catch and pass nights. Yeah, 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 yeah. They just had a bit of salt against them. <laughs> now. Look, this is very sad news and I know you've looked at this groin for many, many years and have always come away shaking your heads and mm. I know you're in serious concern about whether this player can play on. Yep. Lance Franklin's uh, the AFL super boot mm. uh, and uh, up front for the Swans person yep. is officially over. His season's officially over yet with yet another fresh injury prompting Sydney's medical team to put a line through the superstar forward for the rest of the year. Right. How many games did they get out of him this year? Two or three? Good question. I'm yeah, the wrong person many. to ask. Very few. Yeah. Very few. People will know. Mm. Franklin's not played a game this season. There's oh, the yeah. well, there's the answer. <laughs> right. Very few. None. Oh. Oh. <laughs> no. Uh, um, no, I just is... thought he might have because last yeah, well, time we were near the SCG, we, we saw, saw him, we saw him, running him around. running around and he looked yeah. all right. Yeah, he did. He did that up and back work. Mm. Didn't do any turning. No. Uh, but the Swans were holding out hope the 33-year-old would make an on-field return at some point before in the final rounds. However, the club said in a statement yesterday, uh, Franklin had developed groin soreness. It's always a baffling industry. I know you've done mm. a lot of blogging about this, groin soreness, mm. and how to avoid it. Yeah. 
Uh, but he, obviously Lance isn't no. following your advice. No. As he increased his training program and had not had not shown the level of improvement expected by the club medical staff, Lance has been working hard on a return to play and until this week we remained hopeful that he would have happened before the end of the season, mm. said the general manager of football, Charlie Gardner. However, given the soreness he has experienced in his groin, which suggests he still has some instability there, oh, I'll say he has. Yeah. Uh, we believe the best course of action for Lance is to focus on building his core strength rather than pushing himself to play again this year. I think open brackets or any other year, or any close other brackets. Year. Yeah, yeah, Another yeah. soft tissue. Isn't problem. he working on his core strength? I thought that's what you would be working on. Well, when you get to that age, that's all you can do. That's all really. you can do is do a little bit of core work uh, and and leave the groin to itself. Another soft tissue problem will do little to doubt speculation that Franklin's ageing frame is no longer up to weekly football. That would be a big blow for the Swans. Yeah. No wonder they're trying to get uh, Joe Well, it's Gannon not up to come. what I'd call groin workout, workout. No. He's got to leave the groin alone. No, I think that's correct. Correct. You've looked at the x-rays. You took x-rays yeah. and you just said it's ripped completely off ripped the bone. Ripped completely off the bone. Well, can he? You and know, how did that happen? He said, I don't know. I never touched it. Rugby League supports NATO, the CSIRO, the ANZUS Pact and the World Health Organisation. No other sport has made such a commitment. This is Bludging on the Blind Side. Now, we were bagging the second commentators and Basil Zemplis' name came up and I, I, I think he's an excellent commentator. Yeah. And, uh, is he still going for mayor? Well, that's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. He said, um, I'm not sure if he still is, the listeners will know. I hope he is. Now, he's got a bit of a platform in the, uh, in the uh, it must be one of the Perth papers yeah. or the Perth paper. Well, law and order, I hope. Yeah, correct. If I ran for mayor, mm. here's a few things he'd do. He's clean up the city of Perth. Clean it up. I make no apologies for this. The homeless need to be moved out of Hay and Murray Street malls and the surrounding areas. Good. Forcibly, if that's what it takes. I'm sick of being told by people who don't live and work in the city like I do that it's not that bad. Actually, it's worse. The look, the smell, the language, the flight, fights, it's disgusting. A blight on our city and is the single biggest impediment to progress and rejuvenation. I had no Good idea. grief, Really? Are there thousands upon thousands of people living in the city? Now, these are homeless people, are they, actually? Homeless people, yes. Right, who are swearing by the sounds of things at Basil as he goes past. Is that it? Yeah, like, get a job, Baz. Yeah. Love your work, Basil. That sort of stuff. Yeah. Will the West Coast it's, win, Basil? Yeah. Mm. That sort of thing. Yeah, sure. Usual things. Yeah. Um, hmm. It's difficult. Is it? what's, what's his plan, I suppose, buses to begin with and forcibly put them on buses? And then pay the drivers to drive them somewhere. Is Basil well, interested in where they're it? going? Is he costed, costed that? It? And what's he? And co- what do they do when they get off the bus? And, and how far campus. is the bus going to be from the CBD of Perth? Is what two hundred kilometres north? What are they going to do there? How are they going to live there? Is what's he, he got in mind? Is he going to put some public housing somewhere? COVID compliant? What's the Zemplus plan? Yeah, the Zemplus plan. And again, how much is it going to cost? Yeah. And will it actually improve Perth? Is he just going to shift the problem to one of the suburbs of Perth? You mean, uh, you mean like Mandurah or yeah, something like that? something south. like that, sure, south. Well, they weren't want homeless people in Mandurah, were they? No, property values. Margaret, Margaret River, they won't want them there. No. Unless they can find gainful employment there, like which is grapes. difficult to imagine at this stage because yeah. the, the tourism's not doing all that well. 
And could they go to areas where we need, um, you know, agricultural labour, like, I don't know, where they're Fruit pickers. Fruit pickers, mango. Uh, Maybe, you know, I don't know. Bananas, you Was... know, sweet corn, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it's a, oh, that's done by machinery, I think, I think so. corn, yeah. Mm. So I just raised but, that, it's saying, mm. you know, well, I mean, it's great to see uh, people, you know, with one job trying to find another job. Yeah. I'm not sure if you're paid to be yeah, Lord yeah, Mayor yeah. of Perth. Well, let's see, actually, if the, say, the grand final does go to Perth, oh. you're going to need at least a 1,000 people to service the people living in the caravans. Correct. Now, Correct. maybe we could turn a weakness into a strength here and the homeless who are in Perth at the moment, we could call something like Basil's Army. What an and idea. Basil's Army is coming to the rescue of the AFL and the AFL supporters trapped in their caravans. And each night there would be, say, on seven or nine, there yep. would be a Basil Army update. Yes. We're acquiring under the baton yep. of, uh, let's say, I don't know, Senior Sergeant Nick Nack Nui. Yeah. Uh, 200 people to work from nine, nine till three. Yep. Uh, in the environs of, let's say, you know, Optus Oval. Mm -hmm. uh, yes. I know, Basil's Army, what a great idea. To a great idea. Everybody would yeah. want to be part of Basil's they Army. They would, especially if they can be provided with a special uniform. Like volunteers, say, at an Olympic Games. Yes. I thought you were going to say a special fork. As in, oh, that's not bad either. The University of Edith Cowan University or Notre Dame have come up with some addition to the fork, like a four pronger. <laughs> Or something that could... I think the four-pronger was tried. Yeah, they didn't Failed. Or something that allowed you to have a tripod effect yes. that enabled you to lean on it. Yes, that's not bad. You mean a telescopic arm? Well, yeah, it's up to the people. A telescopic arm mm. on a fork that could turn... You could turn it into... A, a sort seat. of small rake or a... Oh, I hadn't thought of that. Multipurpose it. A multipurpose... And arm each of Basil's army with one of these mm -hmm. just to keep a little bit of discipline around the caravan should <laughs> anyone want to get, go silly. Get salty. <laughs> Australian football is a family affair. Imagine the AFL without the Silvanis, the controversial corners and the bulky Browns. Or Rugby League without the Syrenans, the Morris clan, the two generations of Pierce and the remarkable Hoppawates. It's unimaginable. All these greats remembered fondly on Bludging on the Blind Side. Now, Roy, just before we come to the second giveaway of the day... Yeah. Uh, this news that Wayne Bennett is on the verge of return to state of origin. Now, I'm not sure how much truth there is to this. Mm. I mean, this, is this a kite? For instance, obviously Wayne's got the rabbits primed with a run or a mm. tilt. And He's timed it well, hasn't he, he has, state of origin coming up? Mm. Remember, of course, you don't have to play well all the time. You have to basically play well for eight weeks. Yep. And the rabbits are really put stringing a few wins together. Mm. Admittedly, the I think I'm right in saying the Eels uh, Thursday night were the only team... Uh, in the top eight, they've beaten. Right. Is that right? Yes, I yeah, think that's that could right. could be right. Yeah. Uh, Wayne Bennett's on the verge of a return to state of origin arena this year with the Rabbits coach considering an 11th hour SOS from Queensland Rugby League to replace Kevin Walters if Kevy yeah. lands the Broncos job in coming days. Well, I don't think he is going to get the, the Broncos. They don't want him there. Yeah, Remember the bloke with the sign? Yeah, you know, right. pick me, pick me. They, yeah. they, they, they don't. Yeah. They won't. You see, They're looking for Bellamy and Cam Smith. I know. That would mean that... Where would that leave Kevy? Well, Kevy had stayed with State of Origin. Can I ask? And he should be happy with that. Yeah, not that he's 
doing much. Doing much with them, no. is he? No, it's a, it's a it's a phone up and set and forget job. Yeah. You know? Blokes, talk amongst yourselves and That's run on right. out. There's the jumpers. <laughs> now, the one thing here, though, is I saw this as a marketing ploy right. because let's face it, the Queensland team, and I don't mean to be – I don't run down the Maroons hardly ever, no. but they're – in, their stocks aren't great at the moment. They're not. And the re- game's changed a lot, which has meant some of their players from previous years don't seem to get a look in. They haven't adapted. Haven't adapted, that's yes. right. So, And if they're looking at Matthew Lodge around whom to build a team, they're in trouble. Mm. It would take more than Wayne Bennett. To get the best out of yes. Matthew Lodge. Now, okay, here we go. So what happens in often in these circumstances mm. is we tip Bennett into this mix mm. and think people will think, wow, we've got something. Can Bennett, could he do it? Is it possible? Mm. Has the bloke still got the magic Bennett v. v. Freddie. <laughs> Bennett v. Freddie. Yeah. Bennett v. Bruce. Uh, yeah, youth versus experience. Yeah, I oh, know. All no, of that. I mean, it's it's, all there. there's a lot there to work with yeah. for the yeah. marketers. Yeah. But, um, but you don't want to deliver a pup either. You don't want to sell a pup. No, that's right. You know, that's right. And remember, I just don't think at the moment, looking at the the the, the, the quality that's coming out well, of Queensland with their rugby league, Queensland be rugby league is in difficulty. It's in it trouble. Is. It's in crisis. Absolute crisis. crisis. Yeah. Now, we let that leave that there. And yeah. speaking of one of our captains, who's not allowed to captain, uh, Steve Smith. Oh, the, the Steve journey. Smith story. Ah, the Steve, my story from backyard cricket to Australian captain. Right now, this is re- ghosted by Brian Murgatroyd. No idea. No. He may have written a, a list of, you know, journeys, my yep. story from backyard football to Australian, you know, success, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Could be uh, have a good run of those. Now, we're throwing in with the Smith story, the journey, mm-hmm. uh, the golden moments of the Olympic Games. This is volume three, personal achievements, emotional celebrations. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Carl Lewis is there, Dawn Fraser's there, Kip Kino, the 1500 metres runner in 68. Um, now, Edwin Moses, Alberto Tomba, the alpine skier who did an awful lot of great skiing, Bruce Jenner, the decathlon. Now, so that's just a a VHS. It's all exempt from classification, so it's great. The Olympic moments, uh, volume three, personal achievements and emotional celebrations and Steve Smith to some lucky listener who can answer the following question. Yes. uh, Someone on the text has just pointed out, HG, that uh, we might have been suggesting that uh, the fighting primary school teacher could write his book. He's Mm. already written a book. It's already out. Well, it was be, out some time. I think it was called something like I'm a primary uh, the school Hornet, teacher. The Hornet, My Journey from Primary School Teacher to World Champion. I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. Well, now he could write an extra bit. Yes, he could. I'm back in the doghouse. I'm back in the doghouse. I'm, I'm back with the chalk again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, the question, HG, yes, is sir. if you are if you are in Papua New Guinea, who do you want with you to look at rocks? Rugby League, it's boots on and boots in. With the kick to come from Roy and HG on the blind side. Who are we talking to, Roy? Yeah, uh, we're joined by Cameron, who's joining us from uh, Byron Bay. How are you there, Cameron? I'm very well, thanks, uh, Roy. Uh, Cameron, um, do you get Cam like Cam Smith does, or do you insist on Cameron? Mm, yes, I, I get the Cam, and um, yeah, I, I like that. Um, yeah. Cam's yep. great. Yep. Yep. And do you like Cam Smith? Oh, I do. Yes. Um, yep. Yes. Being um, a Queenslander. Um, yes. Love the bloke. And do you think he could uh, rescue the Broncos? Um, I don't think anything can rescue the Broncos at the moment, um, Roy. Okay. <laughs> uh, now, no. 
Byron Bay, uh, how, do you live there or are you visiting there? Yes, I've been here for for a month. I uh, I lived here uh, for five years, uh, mm. ten or so years back. So um, yeah. I've just come back for um, uh, just to um, yeah, just to chill out and um, yes, yeah, listen yeah. to the ABC. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now you'll be relieved that. Schoolies is uh, somehow maybe swerving Byron Bay this year. Have Ooh. you been there when Schoolies has been on? And is it noticeable uh, that there's a lot of people out and about? Um, you may not have been I there while it's been on. No, not That's really. All. I can't. That's right. um, there's always a lot of young people um, mm. cavorting and, um, yeah, Running getting, on the, Running getting on the source. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Have you been to Schoolies Week, say, on the Gold Coast or the I Sunshine did, Coast? I, I did go um, back in uh, 87. Yes. 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 Well, and and how was it in 87? Was it a terrific Schoolies <laughs> year? Um, well, um my vintage was 86, actually, yeah. um, uh, Roy, and um, no, I just um, got pickled um, at yep. home myself. So, um, no, I, I just got, I think I just got pissed with um, your and, mates. Um, with your mates. Yeah, yeah. And you went back in 87. You went in yes. 86 and can't remember a thing about it. So yep. you thought you'd go back in 87 and try yep. and recapture the memories. What happened in 86? <laughs> No, no. Well, I didn't go in '86. Just yeah. got pissed at home, and ah, then I just got right, 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 right. Okay, you took yep, the yep, yeah, yep, the, yep, the yep. safety option. Yeah. Yep. Now, now, Cameron, would you be interested in some of these uh, alternative programs that are being suggested to replace Test cricket? Um, you know, cricket well, wants a wants a life. Oh, oh, yeah. You know, Love um, Island I, with I a lot I of would. cricketers and. Yes, well, um, being a um, having played um, cricket for the Bay, um, it, it is a um, look. It's a solitary um, mm. pursuit at times, fellas. Yeah, um, it is. So yes, I yes, it. Uh, yep, especially if you spend yeah. the day at Deep Third Man. Oh yes, yes, and uh, yeah, and then get out for none. And then yeah, you, yeah, <laughs> and yep, that is a big day you, out. Yeah, and you don't get a bowl. No. Well, Cameron, right. let Roy set out the question <laughs> and have a swing at it. <laughs> oh, now, listen, will you be watching Plate of Origin tomorrow night? No. Does this interest you with uh, Matt and Gary and no. Uh, Manu? No. Good. No. Good man. <laughs> Good man. Now, the question is, if you are in PNG, who do you want with you to look at rocks? Darren Lockyer. Yeah. Does that surprise you, Cameron, that he's got a coal, uh, a coal mine up in PNG? No, no, oh, no. Us uh, Queenslanders love, yeah. um, love, love digging up things, up the dirt and yeah. throwing it on a fire or putting it in a smelter. <laughs> <laughs> well, Cameron, uh, we'll get the journey, the Steve Smith story, my story from backyard cricket to Australian <laughs> captain, and the Olympic series uh, on VHS, of course. Uh, personal achievements and uh, emotional celebrations. We'll get them in the mail to you as soon as we can. Thanks very much for being part of Bludging on the Blind Side. McLaughlin Gate. No one is talking about it, and yet we all know the crimes. Any tips? Any clues? Any ideas? Bludging on the blind side is all ears. And Roy on the text line. Oh, yeah, John uh, Beagle's just been in touch. She's saying the upside of the Engadine incident. Oh, yes, Engadine. Is that yeah. the former remaining teams are all in the semi finals. <laughs> 
That's true. That is a way of looking at it, isn't it? But wouldn't they want a home final so they'd be playing for positions in, <laughs> in the four? I suppose, yeah, there's still something to play for. Yeah. yeah. Um, often uh, people observe the lopsided nature of the sporting competitions. Mm. put to me the other day, the AFL should be reduced to, I may have suggested this, yes. just to four teams. Mm. This person came with a much better idea, reduce it to three because then there would always be a bye. As a talking point. Exactly. Yeah. Now. How to take advantage of the buy. Correct. And that's a tricky one, especially when you're carrying someone with a dicky groin. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> now, still with Steve Smith, and look, uh, obviously we haven't got time to completely unpack this, but mm. Steve Smith is disappointed there won't be crowds in England. Right. And this whole tour we'll be talking about, obviously, in later shows as we get it underway. Uh, for Australia's white ball tour of the UK because their booing motivated him to a string of centuries last year. Right. Now, they've got COVID protocols, so they yeah. can't get pack the crowd in. But Smith, couldn't he have a, a put on a tape? And just, or a ghetto blaster. Yeah, and just have earplugs, doing the booze all the time, <laughs> just booing him. Smith was heckled uh, by fans. It's an odd view, isn't it? I mean, yeah. I'm not sure I believe this. Mm. Um, Smith was heckled by the England fans during the World Cup of the Ashes last year as he returned to the international arena following his 12-month ban, obviously, for tampering. Their attempts to put Smith off failed miserably. However, as Australia's uh, most reliable top-order batsman carved out 370 runs and wait for it at 37.9. Go figure. That doesn't often happen. No. 379, 37.9. Do you see where I'm going no, with I see where it? you're Nothing going with probably it. probably adds up to 11. I can't do the maths quickly mm -hmm. enough. At the World Cup before plundering 774 from four tests uh, in a remarkable average of 110.757. That's right. Now, the mm. booze can motivate you, but what he's yeah. talking about is the whole vibe of the booing. Yeah. See, if he's just got it on a, you know, mm. couple of buds in the ears, yeah. then yeah. it's not going to really give him the atmosphere of, the spit. No, he the likes saliva, the, the, the visceral the sense. Visceral, the, the visceral fact. sense of hatred. That's right. The that fact. can often bring the best out of people, yeah, actually. That's exactly often right. Often it can. And, of course, you know, it's like the Engadine uh, Janelli Como event. Yeah. You know, that's what he likes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, things can spill over. Obviously. Spill over, that's right. <laughs> off the, you can get off the sideline and, and down into the gully and you can really <laughs> get on with it. Especially at Lords. Especially at Lords. <laughs> Where you and I have been. Yes, we did. We bumped into Mike Getting we from did. memory. Waddling about. Yeah. And, of course, he's got a bat. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yes. So you can pick him. Yeah, you want to try it on, buddy? Mm. Whack. Mm. You know. That's right. I mean, I, I just... Think it, well, I'm just wondering if he's remembering, yeah. you know, with through rose-coloured glasses because of all the emotion of, you know, obviously the sandpaper in I know, South Africa. I know. All I can say is, HG, it's a weird bloke who loves being hated. <laughs> and on that telling note, that's it for The Blind Side for this week. Join us next week for more of the same when once again you and I can bludge on The Blind Side. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.